0: Welcome to Scrolling, a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ket. I'm Davius. This is episode number 26. It's like in that area of numbers, it's like you don't even care anymore. It's like, <laughs> you know, you've had your 21st birthday, it's <laughs> to just get a job, shut up.
1: So I was about to say, who cares when they turn 26? It's like, hey, you're 26. That's uh, That's yeah. another year another year. You're alive yeah, there.
0: Uh, you're another year closer to death. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh,
1: well, well done.
0: So there really aren't uh, a lot of things we need to announce this week, but I did want to make sure everyone is aware that uh, the Cyrodiil campaign only has two weeks left in the 30-day campaign. So if you haven't done your transmute grind yet, uh, you might want to get that done here pretty soon because time is running out. If you had a chance to get into Cyrodiil and do your transmute grind yet, Davius?
1: I have not, so I will be in there this coming week. That's going to probably be my focus is Cyrodiil. So that's that's where I'll be if anybody wants to find me. I'm going to be in Cyrodiil, uh EP, of course.
0: I'm in the exact same boat. I'm going to have to do that um, probably tomorrow, Saturday. Um, probably going to spend most of my day in Cyrodiil on various characters, getting my, knocking that transient grind out.
1: Maybe if we get a good enough goon night going, we'll have a Cyrodiil goon night.
0: Oh yeah, like everybody, let's go get your transmutes. Here we go.
1: Here we go. Very nice.
0: Um, on the topic of Cyrodiil, um, so we're recording at a different time this week. We normally record uh, Saturday mornings, um, but due to circumstances, we're, uh, we're recording uh, on a Friday night this time. So the gold vendor actually has not appeared yet, so we don't know what's on the gold vendor. Uh, but we would figure we would just... Um, Use this spot where we normally talk about the gold vendor to remind everyone: Hey, be sure and go check out the gold vendor. Uh, you never know what uh, what she's going to have, and it's often something really, really valuable. Uh, and it can be, you know, it can be a rare opportunity to get a hold of something really easily that would normally be really difficult to get a hold of. So uh, be sure and check that out.
1: Yeah, there's usually always at least one, sometimes two sets that are very much worth it from the gold vendor on a week-to-week basis.
0: Yeah, yeah, usually. Um, I don't know people, you know, they're going to be bummed like, man, I really love hearing the scrolling guys talk about the gold vendor after it's already too late to buy things at the gold vendor.
1: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) this is that great deal that is no longer available.
0: (laughs) Uh, I I love talking about the gold vendor, but it's like, yeah, we, we upload the episode on Sunday and probably most people aren't listening to it like right away. I would imagine most people at least wait till Monday to listen to the episode and it's too late by then. So we're all talking about like, yeah, be sure and get your balorg, and it's too late. You can't even <laughs> just, get just, it. Probably
1: just Zoss, We know you're listening. Just give us that gold vendor information a week ahead of time. We'll work it into the podcast. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, but I still like talking about it. And You know, this is this is when this is when we have the time to record, and it's like this kind of built-in rotation of armor sets for us to talk about. Yeah, so I, I kind of like that.
1: That's what I was gonna say. It's a good. It allows for good conversation of certain sets that maybe. Uh, you know, haven't been talked about in a while, or some things that, you know, kind of reminders some good sets out there.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like that. Um, so that's pretty much it for announcements. Let's get into some uh, some public test server talk. So we are on PTS version 6.1.3. This is week four of PTS. We only have uh, two weeks left um, as, of, as of the time that we're recording this. Uh, and this week isn't really a, a very big week either. Not a lot of drastic changes uh, really being made. Uh, and so I'm thinking, since no big changes are being made this week, and there's only really two weeks left, we're probably not gonna be expecting a lot of big stuff happening from here on out. M- most likely, uh, whatever the state of things are on PTS right now, it's probably pretty close to what the the live patch is gonna look like. Because uh, you got to think, if they, you know, they have Next week, they could if they wanted to do some big implementation, they they would do it next week, and then they would only have one more PTS patch to like correct anything um, f- from that, you know. So I don't think they're going to do that. I think probably the next couple of weeks are just going to be some uh, refinements, bug fixes, maybe some minor number adjustments.
1: Some something with Thracian Stranglers. <laughs> probably,
0: yeah. They'll they'll figure out a way to to fit in like three or four more Thracian iterations. <laughs> I'm sure. Somehow
1: they're going to have, they're going to have PTS notes and then they're just going to have Thracian notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: As far as skills go, there really aren't any actual balance changes. Uh, nothing's really changing with skills this week, but there are a few bug fixes that I think are worth mentioning. Um, so for the Necromancer, they say they they say they've fixed multiple issues with corpse targeting uh, for the, for the tether abilities like shocking siphon and braided, braided tether and those kinds of abilities. Uh, the Templar Lightweaver passive, they fixed an issue where that passive only grants ultimate to targets uh, that are still under 50% health after you heal them. Um, So now it doesn't matter uh, as long as they're 50% health, when you heal them, they're still going to get that ultimate return. It's kind of nice. Davis, you're probably feeling pretty good about that, right? Oh yeah. Anytime,
1: anytime you get more ultimate, I'm all about it. That's those are the kind of fixes I need to see.
0: (laughs) It's healing. It's ultimate region. It's, Davis has got to be a fan of that fix right there.
1: <laughs> Davius approved.
0: Um, and then for the Psijic Order, uh, they made a fix to the Undo Ultimate. Uh, they fixed an issue where you could take fall damage when you activate the Ultimate while you're falling from a, from a high place.
1: That's always an that's always interesting Ultimate, I feel like. I see a lot of people use it in Imperial City when they're kind of kiting people. And people that are really good with that Ultimate, It is they are a handful to try to deal with uh, when they're popping oh, that yeah. thing.
0: It's um especially, I think, uh, a Nightblade that uses the uh, the Teleport Shade yes. uh, as well. Uh, and they'd have both of those things going, man. You cannot lay a hand on
1: them. that is That makes for man. a slippery, slippery character.
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, I really like, um, there's one morph that gives you um, uh, minor protection while slotted. And that's why a lot of people use it, uh, just to have that minor protection on their back bar. And it's a pretty cheap ultimate, too. Um, so it's, it's it's a pretty good defensive ultimate, really, for anybody. All right, it's time for the the weekly Thracian Stranglers
1: update. <laughs> Hit the soundbite.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, dang. I I didn't I didn't make one like next week. We'll have it. Um, yeah. So it's it's still basically the same concept as last week. They've just changed some numbers. I do think it's better. I don't know. I I don't think. I still don't think. I'm super stoked about this item with, with this iteration of it, but it is better than it was last week. So first of all, they fix an issue where uh, the max health reduction that was increasing with the stacks, it was uh, increasing with uh, it was scaling with other bonuses like champion points. Um, so now that value will stay at six thousand. Remember last week we were talking about this, and it's, it says it takes away up to six thousand health, but once it once you factor in champion points, it's actually over seven thousand health that it's taking away. Uh, so now it's just going to be the six thousand health, no matter what. That's definitely a good change.
1: Still seems still seems a lot of health, but you know we're going the right direction.
0: It's a lot of health, but it helps. Um, and then they also increased the weapon and spell damage per stack up to twenty three instead of seventeen. And they say they they wanted to do that to ensure that the tail end of the set rewards its user. Um, so that means whenever you have all fifty stacks, you're going to have one thousand one hundred fifty weapon and spell damage, you'll have negative 6,000 health, um, and you'll, you'll have the 50% uh, shield reduction. That's that's still in there. So if you listen to the last episode, I kind of had this breakdown, right, where we were hypothetically making a build around the Thrasian Stranglers, right? If we wanted to make a build that kind of compensates for that health loss uh, and, and all that kind of stuff, and we still want to be as effective as we can be... Yep. We were kind of doing some math to see how that would how that would break down. So I did another breakdown this week with these new numbers. Um, so let's just kind of go over that again. So remember how we talked about in order to use this item, you're giving up a set bonus of some kind, right? Probably a five piece bonus or a monster set two piece bonus, something like that. Um, and just as a as a baseline, we're saying that any damage any any uh, set bonus that is damage focused is probably going to be roughly equivalent to like Julianos or Hunding's Rage, uh, something in that ballpark. So we're just going to estimate uh, about 300 weapon or spell damage uh, is what you're giving up uh, to wear this item. right? And that's not necessarily actually going to reflect on your uh, stat sheet, right? So say like you're giving up a Grothdar two-piece bonus. You're not actually giving up 300 spell damage, but as far as the amount of damage that you're producing the effect is going to be as if you're missing about 300 spell damage. So we're going to subtract that from uh, the Thrasian total. With all 50 stacks, we have uh, 1,150, but then we subtract that 300. So effectively, we have closer to 850 weapon and spell damage that, that we're actually getting from this set. Uh, but then we have to factor in the health thing, right? So let's say you're a typical PvE DPS build. Uh, you're running about 17,000 health um, you know, before group buffs and that sort of stuff, um, and so with the thracian stacks taking away six thousand, you're going to be sitting, uh, you're going to be sitting at eleven thousand health, which of course for hardcore endgame PVE, it's not not nearly enough. Um, and so let's say we want to try to get that health up to fifteen k, which actually for a endgame PVE build, it's it's a little lower than what is typically recommended, but you can actually make that work. I've seen like veteran raid builds with 15k health uh, that they work. So if it's a good player and you know the mechanics and you're really on top of things, you can make that amount work. So I think 15k with a Thracian is is probably okay. It's doable. Um, yeah, it's like right on the edge of being doable. Um, so we're going to add 4,000 to our health pool to get up to that 15k, uh, which means we have to take that out of our magicka or stamina pool. Uh, that's where that's going to come from. So that 4,000 stamina or magicka that you're giving up um, is a, roughly equivalent to about 380 weapon and spell damage as far as the, the effect that it has on your outgoing damage. So we're going to subtract that from the Thrasian total as well, and that's leaving us with 470 what I would call effective weapon and spell damage. Even though your stat sheet is going to show you know 1,150 extra, extra weapon and spell damage, when you consider uh, that you're giving up that set bonus and you're giving up four thousand of your primary stat um, uh, in order to compensate for the health loss, you're effectively getting about four hundred and seventy um, uh, weapon and spell damage. So about like wearing New Moon Acolyte, the, yeah. the old New Moon Acolyte before it got nerfed. Um. So you know, definitely better than last week, right? It was like two hundred something uh, that we that was the number that we ended yeah. on last it's, week.
1: So, yeah, it's better. It's definitely
0: better. Um, you know, based on my math, I'm estimating that at around thirty stacks is where you would sort of break even damage wise compared to like uh, like a typical Juliano's ser- or a typical like non thracian setup. You know, mm-hmm. um, you're probably going to break even damage wise at about thirty stacks there. Um, and and really everything that's kind of that kind of seems to be the sweet spot. That's where you're going to break even damage wise. Also with the health reduction, you're going to be sitting right at that 17,000 HP where where damage dealers like to be. Uh, And then you're going to be at 30% reduced uh, shield strength, Uh, which if you're a stamina build, you don't care about the shields at all. Um, So no big deal there. So yeah, that's kind of where you're at. Uh, You're going to start out being more survivable uh, and you're going to have less damage. And then as you get these killing blows, you're going to become less survivable and have more damage. Uh, On the other hand, you don't have... To do this, right? You don't have to like try to compensate for the health and all that stuff. Um, you can just run your normal, usual amount of health and just say, you know what? I'm going to be, I'm going to try to make 11k work and I'm just going to enjoy that, you know, 1150 weapon and spell damage. Uh, and I'm willing to sacrifice the health. And if you're, your only goal is to have as much damage as possible and you're willing to sacrifice whatever you need to sacrifice to get it, then yeah, Thrashing Stranglers will, will help you get there for sure.
1: Need to, need a be real good friends with the healer
0: (laughs) (laughs) be real good friends with the healer and have you know a lot of mobs around to kill all the time because the thing the thing that really kills this set is the fact that you have to get 50 stacks to get the full benefit from it and the way you get those stacks is to land killing blows to actually kill uh enemies uh, not just do damage to them and then they die, but you actually have to get the killing blow fifty times. And yep. then if you go through a loading screen, if you go through uh, in, into stealth, uh, if you die, you lose all of them. You have to start all over.
1: Yeah, um, that's that's the part that that really stands out to me. This is I was thinking on this, and um, I don't think we talked about this last week. But you know, we've talked about the fifty stacks make it it just doesn't work in PvP. Way too many stacks, way too many kill requirement. But in PVE, this is still has a place. But I'm really curious on what the numbers would look like is when you're running through a dungeon or a trial, you know, like you said, 30 stacks is when you break even. So until you get that 30 stacks, you're really, you're not doing, you know, you're hurting the group until you hit those 30 stacks. So by the time you get to 50 stacks, how many, how many fights and, you know, and and boss fights have you gone through where you're doing less damage than, than somebody not wearing where you're actually kind of uh, below the group average, whereas at the end fight you may finally be above group average. You know, if you get your fifty stacks, but uh, it kind of made me wonder. You know, is it is it is it hurting the group in the beginning only? You know, uh, whereas you know at the end fight maybe it's going to kick in, but uh, it may make things a lot harder at the beginning of uh, of a trial or dungeon run.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like you're not you're not actually pulling your weight until like the very end. Yeah, uh, if you can get those fifty stacks, man, I feel like it's going to be really tough. No matter be, no matter what setting you're in,
1: you would have to. Uh, you would almost have to really strategize. The group would almost have to really strategize around you to allow you to get killing blows.
0: Yeah, basically. Yeah, we would all just fight the the mobs until they're all almost dead, and then okay, everybody stop. Stop. Let Davius let Davius <laughs> kill them all, so we can get his stacks. Uh, Because I've heard people say like, oh yeah, if you have more than one person wearing the Thracian Stranglers, then they're going to have to share those stacks and that's no good. Uh, But no, you don't, it doesn't matter how many people are wearing it. It's still going to be the same amount of challenge, right? Like you have to get the killing blow. If if your teammates aren't wearing Thracian Stranglers, it doesn't matter. They can still steal those kills and keep you from getting those stacks. Um, And, you know, if you're all just doing trash fights the way you normally would, you know, you have... In a trial, you have eight damage dealers spamming AOE everywhere uh, to kill everything as fast as possible. You know, so mathematically, you're one eighth of those mobs you're getting killing blows on. Yeah. Um, so it's just going to take a while. I think it's going to take quite a while. <laughs> to build Yeah. Up and
1: stacks. and we're, you know, we're a lot of the talk that we've, the you know, the made up scenarios we've talked about is with one person wearing these. What if you join a group and three, you know, two pe- two of the damage dealers in the dungeon have this or you know in a trial three or four of the people have it. Well, now you've got a whole bunch of people that are, you know, that are below what their actual damage capability is and they may never they may, ne- may never get to average.
0: Not yeah, never, never not a single one of them might ever get to that yeah. 30 stack break even point.
1: So then the whole group is just going to be hindered through the uh, the entire run. Yeah, uh,
0: I really don't see any any serious end game player of any kind really investing in the Thrassian Stringlers right now. Um just doesn't seem like it's going to be worth working it into a build simply because of the 50 stacks. I think if they took it back down to 20 stacks yeah. and kept the stats as they are, like if you got up to 20 stacks and had 1150 weapon and spell damage, negative 6000 health, all of that, yep. I feel like people would be excited about this again cuz 20 stacks is reasonable yeah uh but uh 50 no way no it's just way. too much
1: it's just too much i think it's good that the set's going back in the right direction but uh kind of like you said I, I still don't think it's there where it's viable yet but you know somebody maybe yeah. somebody out there can prove us wrong but uh 50 sacks just seems it seems too difficult and you know we haven't even you know not even to mention the fact that you're running really low hp obviously if you're If you get your, say you do get to your 50 stacks or say you get to 38 stacks, well, you know, one wrong step in a boss fight and then you die. What happens if you die 75% through the run? Well, guess what? Now you're really uh, a hindrance to the group. (laughs) It's just. Yeah,
0: you're going to have to, like if you're uh, on PC, you probably just want to have a secondary loadout saved in your dressing (laughs) room add on. So if you die, like, okay, I'm just going to swap to my normal. Mother Sorrow set up didn't work uh, out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm I'm. almost certain that's what you would have to do. If you're trying to make Thrassians work, you're going to have to have a backup set up for those kind of situations. So that, that's pretty much all the um, PTS stuff that I think was relevant, like, like important to go over. Um, we did want to... Davies, you had some sets that were in uh, previous weeks on PTS that you know, there were so many sets that were changed. Uh, we didn't talk about all of them. We just kind of picked out the few that seemed most interesting. Uh, but since then, there have been a few that we've kind of gone back and looked at, and they actually do seem really interesting. So we wanted to uh, bring them up now. Uh, so, Davis, you had a few that you wanted to get into here, right?
1: Yeah. So the first one that I wanted to talk about was the Medusa set. Um, they're making some pretty huge changes to the Medusa set here. Uh, that I think is going to make things real interesting. Um, the first change that they're making is the two through four piece bonuses are now spell crit rather than health, magicka, and spell damage, uh, and I think that's going to be important for kind of what we'll we'll talk about here in a second. Um, and then the set now has an additional five piece bonus of nine hundred spell crit. Um, so we're talking. Just as a
0: reminder. Um- Medusa, the five piece bonus right now just gives you minor force, increases your crit damage yeah. by ten percent, right?
1: Yeah. So, so ten percent crit damage, which goes really well, obviously, with with upping your crit. Um, mm-hmm. So that total set, thirty uh, three ninety nine total crit, uh, comes out to about fifteen percent uh, crit increase, uh, where mm-hmm. you know everybody knows that the, you know, the existing Magicka crit set. Uh, is Mother Sorrow, which right now is thirty-five ninety total crit, which is about 16% crit. So when we're looking at these two sets, uh, we're talking about 1% crit difference on an actual build, uh, but that minor force that Medusa's giving, uh, that is increasing your actual damage, uh, I think is going to make this one actually come out ahead. Uh, obviously, with uh, Mother Sorrow, it does have the line of Max Magica, uh, but I th- I really think that minor force over that max magica is going to end up being a-, a larger buff.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I had I had kind of overlooked this at first because I was like, oh, I was just look I just looked at the name, Ah Medusa, who cares? And then <laughs> didn't really pay super close attention. Uh, but this is actually a much a much more interesting set than it used to be. It, yeah, it gives you almost the exact same uh, crit rate that you get from Mother Sorrow, plus the the minor force on top of that. Um, and right now. A lot of a lot of players will use um, uh, race against time from the sigil order to get minor force, um, but if you know that's a that's a buff that they have to cast, which is a DPS loss because it's not it's, that's a that's a global cooldown that they're not attacking something. Yep. Um, so if if they can get that off of their bar and just have their armor set give that to them in addition to almost as much crit as Mother Sorrow gives you, seems seems really really good. Uh, the only, there's there's two caveats uh, to this that I see. Number one, it's a dungeon set. So you got to farm it from a dungeon, whereas Mother Sorrow, you can just go buy it from a guild trader. Yep. So a lot easier to get a hold of. Uh, number two, Medusa is a heavy armor set. Uh, so if you're actually going to put this on a Magicka damage dealer, you're going to have to run uh, jewelry and weapons, which makes it even more difficult to farm because you have to get those specific pieces. But you know, maybe you would want to. You could maybe use this on a PvP build if you wanted to run a heavy armor, crit focused <laughs> PvP build. <laughs> hey, I don't that's, know. That's right, weird, up, but... that's right up. That's
1: uh, right alley right there. <laughs> yeah, seems
0: a little weird, but I guess you could do that. Uh, this is something too that I don't think there's any chance of them changing it to a light armor set because these dungeon sets are kind of locked in, right? Every yeah. dungeon set you have a heavy armor, a medium armor, and a light armor set. Um, so I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna change.
1: That. I'm interested to see going forward. I think for kind of beginner players, I think they'll definitely still go Mother Sorrow. But for the more kind of experienced veteran players that are able to kind of farm dungeons, uh, I could see kind of a switch of some Mother Sorrow uh, builds uh, switching to a Medusa, uh, finding their way of getting Medusa on there.
0: Oh yeah, on my, on my PBE main, he's a Magblade, and he's just been running Juliano's um, Mother Sorrow. Basically, since the beginning, right? I've always just found that to be a good enough setup. I don't need anything different. Uh, but if I if I end up with some Medusa jewelry and weapons, then I'll I'll certainly swap those out yeah. because it's just just a little bit better than the Mother Sorrow for sure. Uh, but I'm not gonna break my back over it, you know. Mother yeah. Sorrow still totally it's still great. A great set, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, um, like one thing, you know, like you said, you can get minor force, you know, where Mother is still giving you the max Magicka. Uh, but I think that's kind of another point to do. So obviously, there's ways to, to get that minor force, uh, but getting more max magic on a build is a lot easier than getting a specific uh, specific buff like uh, minor force.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. So we also wanted to touch back on this Oblivion's Edge set. So just as a reminder, the current version of this set uh, it gives you 129 weapon damage, and when you kill an enemy, you fill you fill an empty soul gem. <laughs> important piece uh, and you there. Heal, very important. <laughs> Uh, And you heal for 1,720 health. No cooldown on that. Um, So they're changing that uh, a little bit now. Well, a lot of it, actually. (laughs) Um, So they're increasing that healing from 1720 up to 20,621. So a lot, a a much larger heal, obviously. But it has a 10-second cooldown now. So it was 1720, no cooldown. Now it's 20,000. 10 second cooldown.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, don't worry, you still fill the empty soul gem. So we're. we're That's safe the most there. important part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the amount of weapon damage that you get from that five piece bonus is now 258 instead of 129. Uh, we just wanted, uh, Davis, you just wanted to bring this up because that, that 20,000 heal is just, it's too big of a number to ignore. Right? Yeah.
1: It's just, it's just massive. Well, and then, you know, uh, the, the five piece going up to 258 weapon damage, I think. That with that heal, I think this actually makes this a viable set. If you're if you're talented enough in PvP to kinda do a, a 1vx, I think that the those type of players are going to love this type of set. If they can kite players around and really get into a fight and, you know, take down somebody every ten seconds, as soon as they take somebody down, them getting that massive of a heal, just completely filling up their health bar, uh, this set to me just screams. Uh, those super talented one DX players, this just seems like this is be something perfect for them that they literally could just take down player after player with this.
0: Yeah, I could I could definitely see uh something like that happening, especially if they're you know they're just tanky enough to last like to take a beating for ten seconds and then they, they get that big uh that big heal right right at the right time. Yep. And the and you're right about increasing it up to that, that damage bonus from the five piece being two fifty eight instead of one twenty nine. You know, Hunting's Rage is 300, so we're just, just below yeah. Hunting's Rage. Um, plus, you get this this built-in uh, auto-heal um, whenever you kill people. Uh, all right, what else do we have here, Davias?
1: Um So the next set we have is Herseen's Veneer. Um, this is another set that we kind of wanted to talk about. Um, this set now grants you and nearby allies 145 stamina recovery rather than reducing you and nearby allies' stamina uh, costing abilities by 4%. Uh, so I think the biggest change to this set uh, is now this is this helps Magicka players. You know, this is giving them actual stamina recovery. Uh, whereas you know, if they didn't have any stamina abilities on their bar, this really was nothing for them. But now you're taking a, a an already great set uh, and get, making it you know a more broad buff to all allies on uh, you know that are grouped with you. Uh, I think this could be a pretty huge kind of subtle change as well.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm, I'm actually really pumped about this now that you, you've kind of made me focus my attention on this set, and it's another <laughs> one that it, it kind of went under my radar, which it shouldn't have because I actually used this set on my um, Stamina Warden. I have a Stam Warden um, like support build. He's basically like a Stamina Healer, um, and he uses uh, this set along with Powerful Assault and Troll King, um, and... I've been thinking about replacing Hercene's Veneer uh, for the reason you just said. Uh, Magicka players, Magicka Spect allies don't benefit from the current version of Hercene's at all because uh, it reduces your stamina costing abilities by 4%. That only applies to like abilities that are on your skill bar. It doesn't apply to roll dodge or sprint or block or any of that stuff. Um, so Magicka builds just get absolutely nothing out of you wearing this. Um, and so I've been looking at like, okay, if I want to be a support build, what are the best like support sets out there that my, my allies can benefit from? They're all Magicka sets, you know, and for me to put that on a, on a stamina build, it can happen. You can make it work, but you know, it's, it's hard to make it work. Um, so now I don't have to worry about it. I'm just going to keep hercenes Veneer and now my Magicka allies benefit from it. Now they're getting an extra 145 stamina recovery. That is hugely beneficial to a, to a Magicka build specifically. Oh, yeah. Because your stamina allies, they're, they're a stamina spec. They're investing in stamina recovery. And of course, they're going to appreciate having a little bit more, uh, but your Magicka allies are going to be the ones that really benefit from this. Because especially in no CP, like a Battleground, there just isn't room to invest in stamina recovery for as a Magicka build, unless you're wearing Amberplasm. Yeah. Um, the only other set I wanted to touch back on, we actually did talk about this one, Redistributor. Uh, I just needed to make a correction. Um, the, the notes... The, the wording in the notes made it unclear. It made it seem like uh, the redistributor set is going to proc whenever you overheal anybody. Uh, but I logged on to PTS and looked and actually looked at the set, and that's not the case. It, it only procs when you overheal yourself, uh, just like before. Uh, but the cooldown is every one second instead of three seconds, and it, and it heals for a lot more. So It's st- still definitely a lot better than it used to be, but not quite as good as we thought it was. Yeah. Um, but I still think I'm going to use it. I think I'm going to try to put together... Um, a magsork kind of uh, hybrid support slash offense kind of build um, that, that incorporates this somehow. I think it could be cool.
1: I'm excited for that magsork build. That's the one you're talking about It would be redistributor and spell power cure, correct.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. redistributor and spell power cure. I think that would make a lot of sense on a magsork Sork uh, using um, the power surge, uh, which is the that's the morph of surge that gives you heals whenever you crit heal. Uh, and then using Radiating Regen, I would just have these multiple layers of heals just always going, which means I'm always overhealing, uh, And so these sets are constantly getting procced.
1: Yeah, it's a nice set. Uh... Um, could be cool.
0: Um, we got a little bit more info about these AOE tests. They're going to be happening in Cyrodiil. They just kind of listed uh, some abilities, just clarified some abilities that will be affected uh, versus some abilities that will not be affected. Um, so they listed a couple here that will not be affected because they already have a built-in delay. Um, so one is Scorch and its morphs, Sub-Assault and Deep Fissure, the Warden, you know, the the delayed burst ability. Uh, it already has a three-second sort of cooldown on its own, uh, so it's not going to be affected. Uh, and then the PvP skill uh, Magicka Detonation, which most people use the proxy detonation morph uh, of that, but the base ability and both morphs, um, they will not be affected by the AOE tests as well because they already have their own delay built in. Uh, However, these following abilities will be affected uh, by the AOE test. This isn't a complete list of every ability that's gonna be affected. This is just kind of them clarifying, like some of these abilities, it may not be clear to us whether these would be considered AOE or not. Um, So it's kind of these ambiguous skills that they're listing here. Like Yes, these will be affected. Um, so, Shrouded Daggers, Force Pulse, uh, Shock Clench, so that's that one's only going to be affected if you're using a, a Lightning Staff, uh, Blood Mist, Borrowed Time, Obsidian Shard, uh, Strife, um, Lotus Flower and the Green Lotus uh, and Lotus Blossom Morphs, uh, Inferno and, and, and its morphs, Flames of Oblivion and Cauterize, that'll be affected, uh, and Conjured Ward, Empowered Ward, Hardened Ward. Um, those damage shields will also be affected. All those abilities, it, I think Force Pulse is the one that seems the weirdest because, yeah. well no, that, that has an AoE component. If, if there are enemies around that have a, a, an elemental status effect on them, then Force Pulse can do splash damage to them. So I guess that's where that comes yeah. from. Um, I wanted to read this too. So uh, right now, this week on PTS, they're testing the Witches Festival um, and and they made a note here uh, for the Witches Festival, uh, which will be the next one that we see in the live game. Um, they say, lastly, we introduce our final Endric morph for 2020 and perhaps for all time. Whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> this, uh, this It's the Crimson Endric. I've seen pictures. It looks pretty crazy. I've seen people call it the Sriracha Indric or something <laughs> like that. Um. So I just thought that was worth mentioning, man. It has been, like, Endrick overload for... Uh, since Somerset. Since Somerset. Yeah. It's been two years of
1: Endrick Because that's when Endric's, right? They were on the Somerset Island, right? That's
0: Yeah, that's when we, like, oh, first man. saw them, uh, and they started making them available as uh, as mounts f- for events, basically going forward from there. It's, like, the only thing. Um, so I'm excited that they're actually like telling us right here this might be the last endrick. Uh, that we ever see. I, I hope so. Oh, I'm
1: there Endrix. End of Endrix. <laughs> that's I so did not even like
0: them in the beginning. I thought they were kind of cool, like running around in Somerset, seeing the the monster Endrix that you can fight. You know, seeing those yeah. like, oh, that's a that's a cool looking creature, neat. But that's like the end of it. They're not like so neat looking yeah. that I just have to have a thousand different mounts oh, uh, that are all all Endrix. different
1: colors, all different things. I hope. Even if they if they pick a different style, I I hope that whatever new mount they pick for this doesn't last as long as the Indric. Like maybe this could be like a yearly thing. But this is exciting. I mean, how many how many events have you know have we not really gotten into the to the tickets and stuff because we're like, well, that's for an Indric. We're not going to worry about it. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna start getting into these if there's you know different mounts and uh, ones that I actually you know am more interested in, things like that. I'm excited for this. I'm I'm gonna start. Mount farming, you know, I'll get into that. That's, <laughs> you know, it's it's a big yeah. change. Which, you know, speaking of mount farming, I have to I have to admit this to you, and you can you can throw your shame my way. I <laughs> okay. I I I dove into loot crates this week.
0: Oh no! <laughs> Devious, I I went no. down
1: the spiral. Um, Are those
0: sigit crates out now?
1: Yes, that's what did it to okay. me. In my defense, it was All the right. sigit crates. They re released them.
0: They're pretty cool.
1: Um. Yeah, so I I got a Sijic bear for my stamp sork. It matches him perfectly. Uh, It's a beautiful sight to see, but it took a lot of loot crates. Won't go into the number, but it was a lot of loot crates.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll ask you after we stop the recording. uh, (laughs) How much pain? You know,
1: just let me let me you know, like dry up my tears over here.
0: I know you've been wanting that mount for a while because you have so all these the, these these bear themed characters, mm-hmm. and they each have to have a bear mount that like matches their theme. And this was like the one that would match this character. Just matched my Stam
1: sork perfectly, which he, you know, I've just, you know, everybody knows how much we love our Stam sorks. So he was just the final piece to fit, and it it, it does look beautiful. It, it's
0: those sigric mounts are awesome. They really oh, yeah. are
1: fantastic mounts.
0: I got super lucky uh, for some, I can't remember what it was. I got a free crate one time for some event or whatever. I think like everyone got a free crate uh, that like watched a Twitch stream or something like that. Um, so I opened that that crate and I got uh, one of the Sigic Wolf mounts. Um, and that's like by far my coolest mount now. I like basically just use that on every character now. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're really, really cool yeah. looking uh, looking mounts. Very cool. All right. That's pretty much all the PTS talk. Uh, all, all else that's going on in there is like minor bug fixes, some polishing, uh, minor stuff. Like I said, probably not um, probably not a lot of big stuff going to change going forward. Uh, you know, there's often a surprise or two uh, slid in there at the very end. And oftentimes even like on the live patch, like the day it goes live in those patch notes, there will be uh, a new thing or two that we didn't even see on PTS. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah, There could be a curveball, you never you never really know, um, but I think probably the the major stuff uh, is behind us at this point. Yeah,
1: I, I just have to read it. I love, you know, kind of like what you were saying with those sets that we re- revisited, you know, there's so many sets out there that you re- just re- read the name, you're like, oh, well, that's that set, I'm not going to worry about it. But I love, love that they're finding these old sets that we have written off as, as nothing or worthless, and they're actually... You know some of these sets are are becoming more viable. Um, it's 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 almost like they're just adding brand new sets to the game. It's it does so much for theorycrafting. Yeah. I'm so excited that they're they're going back in and and looking at those old sets.
0: Yeah, it's been my favorite part of the last few patches and they've been doing this for a while. Like each pa- it, like the last few patches there's like this whole new list of old sets that have been reworked. And I honestly think I get more excited about that than the new sets.
1: That's true. Honestly. <laughs> there's, some, uh, there's some truth to that.
0: Which not, not, not that the new sets are bad. There's been some awesome new sets added. Uh, but some of these old sets, I think, are like, they're really good ideas for sets and they just weren't quite viable enough. And now it's like, sweet, finally I can use redistributor because it doesn't suck now. Yeah, like i um, think
1: um, yeah i think that's a great point with these old sets and i think that's why it's kind of exciting is because you'll see these sets or you'll, maybe you'll get these sets from farming or or doing a run or something like that and you see the idea of it and you get really excited for it and then you're like oh it's just not going to work but that seth always yeah. just kind of hangs with you on the back of your mind and then when they go back and revisit it it's so exciting to go oh that set that i always kind of wanted to make work now it possibly could work uh there's yeah. something to that uh,
0: Ashen Grip, I think, is a really good example of that. It's a crafted yep. set um, that has really been bad basically the entire time it has existed, <laughs> and, and now it's actually a uh, pretty pretty good set, especially for uh, no CP um, PvP. It's a it's a very good set. Yep. All right, so let's move on. Let's talk about what we've been doing uh, in ESO here lately. What have you been up to, Davius?
1: Um, so, you know, we talked about this, I've actually been playing a lot this week, but I haven't had like a lot of, uh, focus. I've just been kind of having fun playing with characters. I just kind of bounce around doing a, a couple different activities.
0: That's the best way, isn't it? Yeah. Just get in there. You don't have a particular goal. Let's just, let's just see where the wind takes us. The,
1: the goal will find me. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Um, so <laughs> one of the things that kind of happened is that, you know, as I've been talking about lately, I've really had a lot of fun with, uh, really just morphing this davius tank build into this just high-end full-fledged all right this guy's gonna be a high-end pve tank um so i've been kind of diving into it um and i'm still running the same you know the same setup of you know the ebon um with the tremor scale monster set and then the blood lord uh and you know the blood lord's embrace uh mythic item and so uh, and he does you know he's a magicka and stamina so i use the bloodlord's embrace for to get my magicka regen, and then i have the um uh, oh what's the name of that uh templar uh, sustain uh stamina sustainability i'm blanking on the name of it oh the rune no well i do use the rune but the one that uh, absorbs the bodies oh uh, repentance Thank you. So I use Repentance for my Stamina Sustain. So I kind of have a lot of Magicka and a lot of Stamina Sustain uh, through a run. Um, Uh But I've been kind of trying to figure out how to take it, you know, I want to get more detailed with it, things like that. And so I've kind of worked it around to where I have all those sets on my armor pieces and my jewelry pieces. And so I did a two-piece Endurance just to get a little bit more health. Um, And then that freed up my weapon bars completely. And so for my front bar, I do it with the sword and shield. Uh, I haven't done it yet. I'm going to start farming it, but I, you know, kind of figured out what I was wanting to do this week. Um, but I'm going to actually farm the sword and shield uh, Dragon Star Arena weapon set. Um, okay, what does that do? So okay. this one is that whenever you deal damage with puncture, which is basically the, you know, that's the the sword and shield uh, taunt ability. Whenever you deal damage with that ability, you heal uh, for like six thousand health, Uh, and you gain physical and spell resistance equal to the amount of healing uh, or overhealing done for five seconds. Uh, So essentially, every time I'm taunting, I'm just putting a small heal back on myself and making myself tankier. Uh, And I use that ability quite a bit, just because obviously you're taunting things and uh, you know you're pulling mobs and things like that. So just to kind of get a little bit extra uh from you know because i already have all the sets that i want to go with so to put that on there and just get an extra heal over time uh it's just going to make him a little bit tankier and so i'm really excited for that uh and i honestly am not even sure what i'm going to do with my back bar weapon i might just do uh, three-piece endurance so that when i switch my back bar i get uh health recovery you know a nice health recovery buff um or i might look into you know maybe some other arena item out there um that might be work but um, the main part i'm excited about is that that dragon star sword and shield when i kind of found that and saw that okay every time i taunt i'm going to get a heal make myself a little bit tankier uh, for five seconds that's going to work real well with kind of the setup i have going
0: yeah um, yeah combined with all the other stuff that's going on in there just yeah. a extra little layer of stuff happening there
1: and i'm just have i'm having a lot of fun with his you know with you know we've talked about this a lot about this but He has a mythic piece, plus he has a you know a monster set piece, plus a five set piece, and then two pieces from endurance. Now he's gonna have an arena weapon. I feel like it's yeah, he's
0: uh, he's all over the place. Yeah, I'm
1: having so much fun that he is pulling so many different sets to kind of piece this thing together. It's uh, it's really been a lot of fun to kind of see each little buff kind of work for him. Um, that's so, cool. Yeah, that,
0: I mean, that's where we're at right now. Though, like yeah. builds are just wacky right now. You can make all sorts of different things work piece and all these different. Like, oh, I'll take two of these and three <laughs> yeah. of those and four of those.
1: Uh, it's yeah. it's a lot of fun. It's it's been a lot of fun to think. All right, you know, used to be I only got two, you know, two or three, but you know, three buffs for my sets. A five piece, five piece monster set. So to get all these different little buffs from the sets is is it's really nice just to kind of add in all these little things. Uh, it's just made him a lot more fun. Uh, do you remember
0: when you could not even run two five pieces and a monster set
1: you're talking about the dark days yeah (laughs) the how far are we the the two-handed uh as a as a magica templar main through that time man when two-handed just account used to count as just one item oh those were the dark days
0: I remember when um, the meta for PVE healers was to just not wear a monster set, just wear two five-piece yeah. sets, no monster set.
1: That was me. I was that person. Yeah. It was like you know, monster sets don't matter for us. Uh, it yeah. was. Uh, I think it might, what was I run it back then. I think it was five-piece lich and five-piece spell power cure. Uh, man, yeah, that was those were the dark days. That was back too, and you know traits couldn't you no know, transmuting of traits, so just had to farm yeah. and farm and farm. You just had to, get, you just <laughs> had to farm
0: for the specific trait you needed. Uh, cool. Yeah, what, what else has been going on this week, dude?
1: So the other thing I've been doing a lot is, you know, I talked about uh, Lord of Nords, my Stam DK, how I've kind of got his build fixed up through the Malakath Band on him. Uh, so I've yeah, been doing a lot out? of Battlegrounds with him. Uh, and man, that Malacath Band and a no CP Battleground, like we said, that is just what that ring was made for he hits so much Seriously. harder he is
0: um, it he, almost takes you by surprise right <laughs> like uh, I'll, I'll get into it later but yeah, yeah. It, it's a, it takes you by surprise how much damage that thing pumps well out.
1: yeah because you know you'll you're you know like you know most people i think do this but me and you do it all the time you know before you're into battlegrounds or while you're in queue you're kind of running around practicing your combination you know trying to stay all right this is you know make sure i'm getting my rotation right make sure i'm getting my timing right and so, when you have that on and you're doing it in PVE with your CP, you're just kind of hitting. And then when you go into the battleground, it just, it's such a, like an on switch that it just catches, it really does catch you off guard because you're like, oh, whoa, <laughs> these abilities are hitting a little harder.
0: Yeah, you really only see its true power against players and especially with no CP. That's where it really comes to life.
1: Um, so, he's he's doing really well. I'm actually really, really excited um for this new patch to drop because he's only getting buff uh all his sets are getting buffs um and so it's well i say all sets he he does wear potentates now so that one's actually getting a little bit of a nerf. but uh, everything yeah. else he's wearing is getting buffs and so i think he's going to be in even better shape so i'm actually really excited for when the patch drops to hop in more battlegrounds with him
0: we we keep we keep talking about that like basically several of our characters are just (laughs) going to wake up one morning and just be a lot more powerful than they were the day before
1: it's It's be awesome yeah it's really really exciting um yeah it's the 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 one that i always joke about is probably my stam necro um he wears the sword singer which is the 400 weapon damage Uh, i think that's getting buffed to is it 600 it's 450 now and it's getting buffed to 600 yeah, uh, he's just getting a flat massive damage buff, <laughs> not not doing anything, not farming anything, just flat massive damage buff.
0: Yeah, because that's a just a pure two handed build. He right? is it's like the only abilities you yes, use on that. his
1: guy. entire front bar is all two handed abilities except for I have the Camouflage Hunter uh, just for the passive buff. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he's he's just wrecking blow execute. Uh, so you just have a place. straight six
0: hundred damage <laughs> on yeah. that dude. Basically, as far as your attacking power goes, it's, yeah. it's pretty awesome.
1: I'm I'm I, I actually I'll I'll probably dive into him. He I still need to gold out some of his and finish his build out, but uh, I really need to dive into him because I think he could actually be something really special with that buff. Uh, the other set he's are, already like your hardest hitting guy yeah, right now. Exactly. I, I did yeah. some tests uh, last week or a week ago to see who which one of my characters was actually hitting the test dummy. Uh, the hardest and he was by far the hardest of all my characters so uh by kind of far and he's getting buffed yep <laughs> and he's getting and he's getting a massive damage buff uh and he also has the best sustain of any character i have because he wears oh, wow. the other set he wears is the daring corsair uh corsair, uh which is all your uh weapon abilities uh cost 10 percent less uh, and it gives yeah. you whenever you use a weapon ability you get uh, minor heroism got to get that ultimate build in there uh, i feel
0: like that's one that flies under the radar which those are always the sets you like the oh ones i love that, like, the under the radar <laughs> yeah uh that's that's a good set especially like that, like a build like that one where it's really centered around it you are you're choosing to mainly use weapon abilities so so that that does work and it the effect is you actually have a really really good sustain because of that
1: yeah his sustain it's just off the chart i mean every single one of his abilities 10 percent cost reduction it's just it's fantastic yeah he's he he works really well i need to finish that build out because i think I, I if i actually go fully in and fully invest on it it could really uh be something special uh yeah. but uh so the other thing i've been doing this week is i've also i've been still hopping into battlegrounds with bear claw he's uh, still loving him, still loving that build. Um,
0: Stamina Warden.
1: Stamina Warden, the heavy bow build. He just beats people with the bow. Uh, uh-huh. Animals all over the place. He has the bear. Um, I just I can't explain. I know people are probably sick of me hearing it at this point, but being in a battleground and executing somebody with that bear is just the greatest ESO feeling that has ever that I've just never had it's just I can't explain the euphoria that I get when I see them <laughs> running past the bear coming to me and they're right next to get range and I just go yep you you fell for it <laughs> it's yeah, gonna well, work that's
0: people ignore pets you know like especially like with if there's a mags around you just get so sick of pets yeah you just you stop on the, the same them, way right?
1: yeah you just, uh, and
0: so they just ignore this bear, like, ah, another pet, just forget it, just ignore him. And then, no, you better not, you better not ignore that bear. Yep.
1: That bear's um, about to, sw- he's about to get a hit on you. Uh, so I've, I've been having a lot of fun with Bear Claw. He's been uh, doing a lot of battle groans. I will say that I ran into uh, this Stamblade who just was rocking my world. I can't remember, it was, it was either a day or a couple days ago. Uh, but he was, you know, you know, when you, you kind of get into, you do a whole bunch of battlegrounds most of the time at the MMR, we are, you just see the same players. It's just the teams usually mix up when you do a bunch of battlegrounds in a row. Uh, yeah. and so it was just, I was seeing him every match, uh, and he, every single time he was just, I mean, just, and he wasn't just rocking me. He was rocking everybody, but especially me, I feel like, cause I kept trying to go after him, kept failing every time. Uh, he was just. He was next level. And then it was funny because a couple, it's like three or four masters uh, hopped in again and he was actually on my team. Uh, and so I just sent him a message. saying, hey man, you've been rocking my world all night. Like happy to have you on my team. <laughs> he yeah. just responded with a simple heart. That's all it was. Just the heart. It was it was pretty hilarious. <laughs> he, he knew. He knew he was rocking me. Uh, but yeah. Oh man,
0: fewer things are as frustrating as a truly great stand blade.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and he, uh, he was the epitome of stampede. His sustain seemed endless. As soon as you thought you had him right where you wanted to, he was gone. And then but next time you see him, he's full health, back and ready to go. Uh, and he was, he was partly tanky. Like, he was tough to kill. And so when you finally did get him, you're like, all right, I finally got him. Then he'd slip right through your fingers. And it was just, oh, man. Yeah.
0: I've seen Davis. some amazing stand blades. It's funny, you know, we talk all the time, like how night blades aren't <laughs> really a great class for battlegrounds. And that's, I think in general, that is very true, but you do see these players once in a while that it's like, hey. okay, if, if every, if every night blade played like that, yes. then yeah, they would be fantastic. Is uh, this, this is always what I say about night blades and battlegrounds is, uh, the, the Really, the, the only option, especially a Stamblade, the only thing you have to contribute is kill counts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have anything else to provide your team. So if you're going to take a Stamblade uh, into Battlegrounds and you want to be pulling your weight, then you just have to get as many kills as you possibly can. That is your contribution. Yep. Uh, you know, if you're a Warden, say, say you're a Stam Warden, of course, you want to get kills. Everybody wants to get kills, but a stand Warden has other things that they can contribute to their team. So even if they don't get that many kills, the team is still benefiting from other things, yeah. from having that person there. Not the case with a stand Blade. They don't benefit from you at all unless you're just getting
1: kills. Yeah. Um,
0: and I think the, the really, really good ones understand that, uh, and they just focus everything on that.
1: Yeah, because that's the thing, is that they're not going to be with the group in the group fights. Which, with them not being in the team group, means that, that the other players are not going to get as many kills because they're going to be taking a lot more, you know, heavy hits, and and it's going to pull their kills away. And so that Stanblade, not only does he have to get his regular kills, but he has to make up for the kills that the other three players aren't going to get by, you know, missing out a teammate. That's kind of the that's the math. That's how I look at the math in my head. But when you have, I mean, when you have one that is good like this one I ran to the other day, he does gets the kills and more. Uh, he was he was phenomenal.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's it's a it's a sight to behold when you see when you see those guys because you know it's hard. I think it's hard to be good on a Nightblade in battlegrounds, and so when you see someone like really bringing it like that, uh, it's always impressive to me.
1: Yep. Um. But yeah, and then the uh, last thing, uh, kind of out of the blue here, I dove back into antiquities a little bit. Okay. You know, cool dusted off the antiquities and uh is there a certain
0: like thing you're shooting for or you're just kind of doing it just to kill time or what
1: well i just i built up so many leads i don't know if you've looked at your leads lately but just all these other things that i've done i just had this massive stockpile of leads uh and so i actually started doing you know uh this is you know a little embarrassing to admit but i never fully maxed out antiquities on my main, I still have it either. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, still not I'm, there. I'm still on that last, like halfway through level nine, uh, and so I started I doing it. At, it
0: took, it I feels, it feels like it took only a couple of hours to get to to level nine, <laughs> yeah. and then it's going to take like the rest of my life yes. to get to ten. Months
1: and months and months <laughs> to get that final <laughs> piece. Uh, but I actually started antiquities on Bearclaw as well, so I've been kind of going back and forth. Ah. Started it on a secondary character. Uh, I had forgotten how much gold you get from it. It is a that when you start on a new character it is a great gold grind
0: just the the level up process yes. you get a lot of gold in that process yeah uh
1: but yeah I, i've kind of forget it's 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 a lot of fun uh it's easy to kind of get lost with other things but I was i actually had a lot of fun going back to it and kind of diving back into it a little bit
0: nice man well i've been doing a lot of battlegrounds this week as well and i'm, I'm you and i are kind of in the same boat we've we've both been playing quite a bit this week but uh it's getting, it's been fairly directionless you know i don't have not had any specific <laughs> goals that i'm uh, shooting towards and it's actually been pretty nice i just log in and just kind of do whatever i want um and and this week especially i think has been it's been really enjoyable to me because i've been i've been spending most of my time on my my old friend my my original main uh my magic and nightblade um and this is, I say my original main. He's not my first character. Like, my first character was, I was a I about to say. <laughs> my first character that I made was a Khajiit Stamblade named Catface Johnson. Uh, Catface. All that character has ever done, basically, <laughs> is just quest uh, and run around the map and explore. I basically just was playing Skyrim online with that character, <laughs> right? Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, me, me and that character, we, we've had some times. Uh but yeah, I I got to a point where I was uh, ready to start doing some end game stuff. I wanted to get like a really like a good build together and like learn how to be good at this game. Um, and at that time, uh Magblades were the meta for PvE. Yep. They were just they just dominated everything.
1: Your Magblade was like your first MMO character. <laughs> yeah. Catface yeah. was your first character for the game. Your Magblade was your first MMO character of the game. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's why I say uh, the the Magblade is my was my first main, really. <laughs> Uh, the first guy I really started like investing in and trying to really learn how it works and how to be good with him. Um, and the thing is, you know, so for the longest time we were just doing PVE, and that's like all we did. And so he was great. It was like the only character I ever played with for the longest time. Um, when we started getting more into PvP, of course, PvP is a lot more challenging uh, than PVE is, or f- for me anyway. Um, and You know, I was struggling like everyone struggles their first time going into PvP, Uh, but I feel like there came a point where I realized, like, okay, I'm still struggling, and I feel like other people aren't struggling as much as I am, and they've been playing about the same length of time. So maybe this isn't the right class for me to be playing in PvP. I'm going to make a Stamplar. Let's see how that goes. And
1: Betsy was born. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> my yeah that was by the, the birth of my second main old betsy my stamina templar and honestly i immediately started getting much much better results in, in pvp um just by virtue of being a stamina build i think mainly uh but also you know nightblades do have their challenges like we were just talking about it's kind of it can be kind of hard to be good with a nightblade uh in pvp especially battlegrounds um so that's, what I, that's kind of the conclusion that I drew. I, I transitioned to Stamplar's, was getting much better results, and I kind of concluded maybe Nightblade is just not so great for this. Uh, and then I continued on to make a bunch of new characters. I have a full roster, every class in the game now. Um, and honestly, my experience the entire time has been all of these classes, every single one of them, are much easier to get good results with uh, than my Magblade. <laughs> Uh, and so he's just been sitting there collecting dust uh, as far as PvP goes, uh, and he's he's been my PVE main still. So anytime we do dungeons or trials or, or arenas or anything like that, I, I grab my magblade, and he's still you know amazing for that. Anyway, all that to say, this week uh, I decided I'm going to revisit PvP with this dude, and he's going to be good at it, it you know, like I was just like uh it's gonna work. <laughs> I was just determined to make it work. Uh you know, I've had a lot more PvP experience at this point. I'm a lot better than I was back then when I was trying it for the first time uh, with this character. Um, so surely I can get some better results than I did back then. Um so that's been kinda how I've been spending my week, just playing with this Magblade, uh in BGs, uh just seeing what kind of results I can get. And you know the results are they vary from match to match, which is that's the case with any build. I think uh, some matches you're going to be totally godlike, uh, other matches you're going to be like the absolute worst player uh, on the entire uh, map, uh, <laughs> and, and everywhere in between. Right?
1: Yep, it happens. Happens um, to the best of us.
0: But I've been I've been pretty pleased with how this guy has been performing. Um, I've had a handful of of really good matches, like a, as good as I've gotten with any other character. I even put uh, one match on YouTube um, that is one of the, one of the better ones that I had. Um, and man, the thing is, the thing about a Nightblade is, yes, they're terrible team players, but man, they're so much fun to play. Like when <laughs> when you're in that groove, like when you find that groove, and you're just you're getting those kills, and you're slipping away from people, and you're just you're doing that Nightblade thing. It's so much fun, uh, like I like you were talking about with the bear. Like it's like it's so much. It's like the most satisfying feeling in the world to execute someone with your your bear ultimate. I feel that way about like successfully uh, like eluding someone with a Nightblade, like like <laughs> ganking someone's teammate and then slipping away before the rest of their team can get a hand on me, and just being like elusive and scary and stuff like that.
1: Slippery assassin.
0: Uh, so much fun, and he does a lot of damage too. Uh, the build is. Um, Let's see, it's uh, Taurig's Pact, uh, which is getting buffed soon. Um, He's using uh, Lich with a Resto Staff on the back bar, and then the front bar is a Master Fire Staff. Uh, And then, of course, his monster set is, you guessed it, Mighty Chudan. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Which I actually, actually on this build, it's kind of totally necessary. It's not just simply laziness this time, uh, (laughs) which is often why I use uh, Mighty Chudan. Uh, but, you know, Nightblades, they don't have an active armor buff. They get it from a passive. Um, and the, the build that I'm using right now, I'm running seven pieces light armor. So, so no heavy armor pieces uh, whatsoever. Uh, and the, the way the Nightblades uh, Major Resolve passive works is that the duration is increased based on how many pieces of heavy armor you're wearing. Um, So it only lasts a few seconds uh, when when I'm not wearing any heavy armor at all, which means I have a lot of downtime uh, on that Major Resolve buff. So I just put on uh, Mighty Chudan, so I'm constantly covered. I don't have to worry about it. What's also nice is um, Mighty Chudan gives you a line of resistance, um, and so does our Taurig's Pact set, Uh, and with this next patch, uh, when this next patch goes live, Taurig's Pact will give us uh, an additional line of resistance. So we're actually pretty darn tanky for a, a seven light armor kind of glass cannon magblade blade build. If someone does, you know, land a Dawnbreaker or something like that on us, uh, we have a good chance of surviving that and, and getting out of it. Um, so I dig that. Oh, I forgot to mention, though, Davies, you're going to be surprised by this. Um, I cured his vampirism. <sighs> Not a vampire anymore. You
1: are on you are on a mission to eradicate vampires in Tamriel.
0: (laughs) I mean, not really, but I've been,
1: I mean, uh, along with, along with the rest of us that realizes their, their uselessness.
0: (laughs) I've been putting it off. This dude's been a vampire all along. He's been a vampire basically since I made him. Uh, And it's like perfectly fitting for just like my, my head of the character. Uh, And it fits like vampirism thematically fits Magblade just perfectly it's like they were made for each other uh but man this new iteration of vampirism i was just reading the passives and just trying to find a way to justify keeping vampirism and there really isn't anything um the thing is i don't want to keep feeding to like to like get up into the stages of vampirism where i actually get any kind of benefit um, yep. but even when i do get those benefits I'm not going to be using any vampire abilities, so the cost reduction that I get for that isn't important to me. And so I'm just increasing the cost of all of my abilities by being a vampire. Yeah. Um, all the passives that are good, about like the, the passive that makes you take less damage as you lose health, you have to be like a stage 3 vampire. Uh, I can't remember the exact stage, but you can't do it at, at stage 1, is my point. Right. Um, and so all I get, the only thing I get by being a stage 1 vampire is a 3% cost increase to all my non-vampire <laughs> abilities. Nothing yep. else. Uh even the the sneak passive that the the, the re, that reduces your stealth uh movement speed or that increases your stealth movement speed. You have to be like a stage 2 vampire to be that. Um it just I just can't justify it. Uh, like just looking at it crunching the numbers it's like this is doing nothing but hurting me and I'm getting nothing good out of this whatsoever. Uh which really sucks. I 'Cause I used to just be a vampire because it gave me better sustain. Not worse sustain. It gave me better sustain. That's why I was a vampire. Um and uh and I didn't have to feed all the time to keep uh to keep that going. Uh it's just it's more of a hassle now. And the the what you get for the hassle is a worse build. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's just
1: uh, it's in a bad vampire's in a bad place right now for sure.
0: It, it's a bummer and uh you know, I actually like the visual of vampirism on this character. I think it just, it fits him really well. So it was a, it was a big bummer to get away from that. Uh, luckily I have the soul shriven skin and that's kind of similar enough. He still looks undead ish. So he still kind of has that theme going. He still kind of has that aesthetic, um, but it is a bummer, man. He's been a vampire this whole time and i I loved him as a vampire uh, and it, it's a big bummer to me that, that that's, that he's not that anymore.
1: <laughs> they, they've got to make some changes. They've got to make some changes. Hopefully.
0: Um, but yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with him in battlegrounds. I think I'm going to keep. I think I'm going to keep playing with him on a regular basis. Keep jumping in the battlegrounds and keep pushing myself to get good with Magblade in PvP. Um, I saw this guy one time. I think. I think he had some a special characters in his name, but his his the character's name was Day One Magblade. Nice. <laughs> uh, and. I just like you might expect, man, this dude was absolutely unstoppable. Uh, he would he would totally make you question everything everyone says about Magblades being in a bad spot right now uh, and all that stuff, which I th- I think I agree that Magblades aren't in a great spot right now. Uh, but this dude and, and others that I've seen like it, you, it kind of makes you question that. It makes you think like, no, actually, Magblades are OP. We need to nerf Magblades. Uh, <laughs> you
1: know? um, Did you see this guy? <laughs>
0: this guy, let me tell you. Um, so I want to be like that, you know. This is my original main. Uh, I want to, I want to get on that level with this guy. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try to spend more time with this dude and, and see if I can get there uh, eventually. On the flip side of that, I've been spending a, a lot of time with my stamina sorcerer as well. Of course, there's pretty much never a time when I'm not spending a fair <laughs> amount of time with the stamina sorcerer. And I basically have the exact opposite experience with him. It's too easy, right? <laughs> jump into a battleground, and it's just I'm going to do well, right? Like I've never had a bad match with this dude. It's not so much my skill as it is the class. Uh, stamstorks are just, they're just so powerful and their, their, their toolkit works so well in battlegrounds. Yep. Um,
1: put on the heavy metal and just start spinning. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I just, I just find it so easy to get good results, uh, with this character, uh, and Yeah, you're right. I mean, you, you have streak, you put a bow in your back bar, uh, you have major expedition with that. That if you're wearing medium armor uh, and you're a stam Sork, um, then you're speed capped right there. It's so easy to hit the speed yep. cap, uh, with a stam sort. Plus, you have streak, plus, they just they have a un- the unique ability to stack so much weapon damage, uh, a lot more than most other builds are capable of. Um, while having really good sustain, they're just so good, man. So much fun to play with, yep. and it's like. So high energy, just full throttle. Like you, you feel like Ric Flair at the end, you know. Like <laughs> yeah. you're just like woo.
1: <laughs> you're just you're never not moving with a stab stork. I feel like yeah. like you're just always just all over the place.
0: Yeah, and there was never like with my mag i And you're talking about like yeah, I want to get good with Magblade. That I never had that moment. Like I was just automatically great with a stab stork right out of the gate. You know, there's like I said, I don't, I honestly don't think I've ever had a bad match. <laughs> I might have had. Matches that were maybe more average than others, but they've all been pretty good. Another thing on the topic of uh, Battlegrounds, I just wanted to uh, note that I've, uh, I've noticed a lot of Magicka Dragon Knights using the Celestrix uh, monster set. Uh, and I, I just mentioned that because I know that it's a set that you've, you've uh, started using recently, and you <laughs> said you really like it quite a bit.
1: Yeah, I like it a lot.
0: Um, it seems to work really well on a Dragon Knight using Talons. Um, so they, they gap, close in, they, they talons the entire group, and by the time anyone uh, realizes they've been talons and and, uh, and they try to break CC, that Celestrix hits them right then. Uh, and so they're, you're just, everyone's stunned then. And it deals a pretty decent amount of damage. On top of the talons themselves, the talons themselves actually deal a decent amount of damage as well. Um, I've seen some Dragon Knights get really, really good use out of that combo right there. So I just thought I would mention that if people were, maybe trying to think of some ideas for the Dragon Knight. Uh, that, that seems to be working well for some people.
1: Yeah, that does sound like a nice little combo. Yeah.
0: All right. So no emails or comments this week, but if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can email us at scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. That's scrollin with an I-N, no G, scrollinpodcast at g- gmail.com. Um, if you just have any questions about the game uh, or have any uh, suggestions about stuff you'd like to hear us talk about here on the show, uh, you just want to say hello, tell us a joke, what it really, whatever you want, um, send us an email, scroll in podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can also reach us, uh, reach out to us in game. Uh, I'm at Ketzborough Hawk. Davius is at Star Jumper. Uh, and just say hello um, or or whatever. Uh, we also have a guild, Stoons Goons. Um, we are openly recruiting. So uh, if you're looking for a social guild with a slight PvP focus, but really we do a little bit of everything. Um, we're a very uh, friendly guild very non-toxic we just like to hang out, have a good time, very chill Um, we do Goon Night every Friday night where uh, we all just get together and and go into Imperial City and just mess around and have a good time you do not have to actually be good at PvP, in fact most of us (laughs) are pretty inexperienced uh, with PvP Uh, and I think that honestly makes it even more fun in a lot of ways because it's just all kinds of wacky stuff happening and people just cracking up Uh, it's a lot of fun uh, so yeah, students, goons, hit us up in game at Ketsparrowhawk or at Star Jumper uh, if you'd like to be a part of that. It's a lot of fun. Um, anything else to say before we sign off, Davius? I think that's it. All right, we're gonna call that an episode. We will see you next time.